Hi, I'm Louise Charles and thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm on a mission to help remove the barriers that stop us from living a full and active life. I'm the founder of Live Once Fitness and I believe that everyone can find a way to be active and enjoy movement. I get my kicks from being active, being creative and surrounding myself with inspiring people and stories. I love hearing stories from people who followed their passions through their careers, their hobbies or through some unusual self-care rituals. In this podcast, we're going to meet some incredible guests. We're going to hear their stories and we're going to have some laughs along the way. I want to examine people's passions, weird and wonderful jobs, hobbies and everything in between. Some are a bit out there, some are more mainstream, but the one thing they all have in common is that these guests are brave. They all believe that in some way what they are doing is making the world a better place. And who doesn't need a bit of that right now? Each episode I'll be joined by a friend and we'll discuss what our current understanding is of the episode's topic. Please do subscribe and leave us a review as it does help people find us. Enjoy. Hello again. Just told me you were outside. Yeah. Outside where? Like the waiting room. I'm outside. Let me in. I didn't know there was a waiting room. Anyway, Hannah, we're professionals now. It's a green room. Oh, of course. Silly me. The green room. Does that mean I get a rider? Um, yeah. Paul, I'm calling a podcast. Not the ideal time. Um, Qigong, Hannah. Qi, Qigong. Qigong. It's, it's pronounced Qigong, but it's spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. Do you know what it is? Have you heard of it? So, uh, yes, I've heard of it because I believe we have family members who do this, have dabbled or do currently do but I don't know the full extent as to what. Yeah. So in the first lockdown, yeah, some of our family members got quite into it. And I actually think they're still into it. So I don't think it's faddy. They've been doing it a good year. No, I don't think it's faddy. I think it's like a a way. My understanding of it though, is that it's like movement for energy or or kind of like positivity I don't know if that's right maybe mm. not there's lots of it's not like meditation slapping each other with sticks I think tapping each other tapping yourself there's... with a stick tap yes so actually I did do something at work once where I th- I think they might have got I don't know that it was necessarily, but it was that kind of vibes where we had to like rub our hands on our legs, warm them up, and then put them over our eyeballs to warm up our eyeballs to like make them awake. And I, I do think that at the end of some of, of my thing. sessions with people, about putting your energy back in. Is that what it is? Mm. I just feel like, have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? You know, the like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? 
I don't, not but I a... want to. <laughs> I'll send you the clip off. It's not good for a podcast, but I'm doing visual things either. Um, if anybody's seen Pan's Labyrinth and they know the when he puts his hands on the back of his his palms, that's what I'm talking about. But um, so Wikipedia, do you want to hear what they say about? Yeah, sure. yeah I'd love to. It's a millennium old system of coordinated body posture and movement, breathing and meditation used for the purposes of health, spirituality and martial arts training. With roots in Chinese medicine, philosophy and martial arts, Qigong is traditionally viewed by the Chinese throughout Asia as a practice to cultivate and balance qi, which is translated as life energy. Oh, so it sounds oh. pretty, you kind of got the idea there. I think it's about energy and yeah. the flows of energy throughout our body. If you, you've been to China, haven't you? I have, yeah. We've, your brother lives there. We've both been there to visit he him. Does. And you see quite a, a lot time. of people like standing, old people standing in like on street corners, just groups sort of exercising together. But it looks like to the untrained eye, it looks, I guess, like they're doing Tai Chi or something like that. I mean Tai Chi that probably that probably feeds into it right if it's like oh, a it's kind I of a holistic so. practice isn't it it's like it's maybe we'll different. ask Maddie yeah so Maddie lives on my road and she is a oh. Pilates instructor and she started getting into Qigong I think before the first lockdown so she sort right. of spread it around a bit and she's now like quite a well-known instructor she's become like a master i think they call it if she gone so she's going to sort of break it down for us and tell us what what is it about is it just tapping yourself with a stick yeah. there's some other stuff like crystals i think they're involved somehow oh so i really want to know about crystals because i feel like i see on instagram and i want to understand what that's about yeah what is if it is involved about? in that like what because I I understand that like different crystals do different things but what do I need to do with them is just having one enough my only experience of crystals is on the hills so I've always spent Spencer he sells them now doesn't he does he? he well, I just, all I remember is there was a scene when he, when he went really crazy and he had his wild hair and, mm. and a big bushy beard and he wore a lot of tie dye. Yeah. And and he's before there, his he's time just, because that's very on trend right now. Can I just say? No, it was. It, now the crystals weren't working for him because he was going exactly. wild and crazy. So yeah, I think that probably wasn't the best example of how they they work. But mm. that's my only experience of them. So, I do think I, that my uh, kind of view on crystals has been dampened by my experience of watching Spencer Pratt yeah, turn into the, the world's craziest man while wearing all the crystals. Yeah. Did you watch the new series of The Hills, though? Um, I watched about three episodes, too overproduced for my liking, I must oh. say. Didn't enjoy it. I just, well, I don't like to be, I don't, I, look, I watch a lot of reality TV. But I don't, this is why I didn't like Bling Empire, because you're trying to manufacture stories here and I don't buy it. I, I think don't. you have to remember that the first series of everything is always bad. You've got to get through it. You've got to chew your way through it. It's like you, the first kilometre of your run, Hannah. It's always tough and you always think, why am I it's out here? Up. 
And then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, you're fast flowing. You're like, this is brilliant. I'm in. That yeah. first, that new series of The Hills that came out. So Spencer surprised me. The guy had sorted himself out a bit. They basically so lost Chris a lot of all their work. money and then they had to build it up again. And he built, he's built a really successful business selling crystals. But he was also quite well grounded, I thought. So then I started thinking maybe crystals aren't all bad. Yeah, maybe and they then work. Also, some people that like I really respect are into it. And I think there's got to, there's got to be something in it. But I've got no idea what it no, is. I so let's we no, ask I'm about fully willing to yeah 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 I'm fully willing to like get into crystals I just don't know anything about it but it doesn't but I'm interested by it I also think I can imagine how using this sort of eastern healing power has been so useful during covid mm your world is so completely like entirely turned upside down it has been for the past year so like bringing something else in that will will do something for you will kind of itch a scratch that you you haven't been able to itch in other ways if that makes sense you know mm. you, you, in a very physical sense anything. if you look at these sticks that they tap themselves with you can definitely mm -hmm. itch some scratches scratching itches <laughs> that you can't get to they are and some hard to reach areas too yeah so that's yeah I don't know what the stick looks like is it um... so it looks like um lots and lots of chopsticks are a bit bendy all grouped together and then tied together at one end and then you like smack it kind of makes it like sound when you hit with it so you like bang it behind your head you bang it down your arms and there was this woman who was on Instagram like last year was like doing it live every day and everyone was following and now Maddie does that which is so cool and you can do it to yourself you don't just need a yeah I think you do do it to yourself I think that's what oh okay I mean I don't know maybe that's another thing maybe other people can do it to you but listen there's got to be something in this stuff how could millions of people have done this kind of thing for thousands of years and oh being... no I think there is I think there definitely is something in it I'm not I'm not being facetious I genuinely just don't know anything about it so I'm it's not a really big word Hannah <laughs> I know I've had a lot of coffee this morning I don't know where it came from I don't know um... if my podcast is ready for words like facetious <laughs> <laughs> um, and my only experience of this is the hills and also I'm really sorry to do this but the, the Real Housewives of New York the last series when they went do you remember they did that thing where they were being hit by sticks? They used to go to that spa. No. I don't think it was this, oh. but they were being... Yeah. Do you know the one with Leah? And they were being... And I think they were being hit with, like, oats and hay or something. No, they were being hit with branches or something, weren't they? And that was an energy. So, I mean, whether or not that is this practice or something else, there's obviously something in mm. it if, you know, that's it's, it's shared experience between different practices maybe if they were pretty scary those men weren't they terrifying I don't know. I also it did look i don't know it also did look like an old ymca like i don't know what they were thinking bringing them there it did i think look... that's why leia bought them there to make them feel uncomfortable yeah leia although leia 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 mm -hmm. it's not in that's star wars <laughs> <laughs> you look a bit like 
like Princess Leia with your Peppa Pig. Uh, what do I? Yeah. Nice to know on a Monday morning when I've still got all my workout sweat on. Mm, I haven't showered since I taught a class this morning. Oh nice, God, just it? festering away. That's good to know. No, stinky. Sometimes I just think there's only so many showers I can have in one day. And if I have one after every single class, it's just going to run out of shampoo. <laughs> so um, going back to Qigong to just take us. Qigong, yes. What did I say? Circle back. Okay, let's, let's no, circle I just back. It. Let's make a time to catch up and circle back and talk about some of this stuff, okay? Yeah, definitely. Um, the... Is that, do you have any ailments you would like me to ask Maddie if they can be healed or addressed by Qigong? Can she find me a job? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> you need do to manifest that. Have... We're going to talk about that one when we do manifesting. All right. I'm going to manifest me a mansion. Oh, I actually, yes, I do sleep. I have had ter- sleeping has been not good for me. I'm not a very good sleeper anyway, but particularly during lockdown, particularly during this lockdown. Also, do you have to do it with these specific sticks or can you just like go outside? Can you and just get, slap yourself like, silly? Can you? <laughs> exactly. Do you want me to come around and slap you up? <laughs> Give me a it's not really COVID safe sorry let's see what Boris maybe on the 8th of March we could meet up in the park and I can just give you a good Actually, slap if we've got a stick well if we got a stick that's two meters you probably can do it because then you're far enough away that's yeah that's true yeah it's very COVID safe we do do each other hopefully Maddie will give us some more sound advice um so should we leave it over to her yeah is there qigong for sleep mm. or something like that cool we'll leave it over to her yes we don't want to be facetious <laughs> I, nice. i'll try not to be facetious thank you she says yeah. opening dictionary on her phone <laughs> so hi everyone thanks for joining for this week's episode I'm so excited this week because we are joined by my neighbour, um, Maddie Bailey. So I met Maddie about a year ago now when the pandemic started on our Wednesday evening, standing outside clapping for the NHS heroes. I soon realised that Maddie was a woman after my own heart. She always had a large glass of G&T in her hand. <laughs> but then I realised our similarities ran a bit deeper as we both have quite a passion for health and well-being. Maddie is a Pilates instructor and is training or is now qualified as a Qigong instructor. I don't even know if I've said it right, Maddie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right, Qigong, yeah. (laughs) So we, I sort of was introduced to Qigong by Maddie as well, uh, who also brought it to a few of my family members. Tell me a bit about sort of your background. So how did you discover Qigong? Have you always been into sort of alternative ways of finding self-care or? Um, So, well, I've been a Pilates teacher for seven years now. So um, I wasn't initially in fitness. Um, 
I have always exercised and it's always been like crucial to me. I love that endorphin kick that you get. Um, and I've done numbers of exercise from, you know, fit camps to um, gym, spinning, you know. Um, I started doing Pilates as a client and I used to do kind of um, boot camp type stuff three times a week and I'd generally be quite stiff and stuff. And I used to go to my Pilates class and they used to spend the hour kind of lengthening me out. I mean, I literally used to come out of my Pilates class feeling so much taller and a lot more lengthened and mm. and and that became like a real interest you know I stayed at home when the children were little um so I was a stay-at-home mom and I was a photographer before that and sort of my own had my own business and stuff but I never kind of knew if that was my thing it was almost like I sort of just kept trying a few things and do it for a while and stuff and then the Pilates, kept coming back to the Pilates, why does my body feel so good? Um, and then I ended up training. So the year, so I did a 900 hour internship Pilates training. Back and forth to London and stuff, but it was amazing, you know, and to give me that full rounded um, um, education for Pilates was brilliant. And, uh, and then that's what I've been doing, which is, you know, generally like to eat really well, um, and I have a couple of friends who were sort of into Reiki and over the years I used to be sort of um, like a guinea pig for them and you know it's just like my gosh this stuff blows me away and then yeah so I did that and then I went on to study that so I became a Reiki master myself and so that comes into my work with my Pilates whether it's through talk or we're very hands-on in the studio as well so um, so that, that's when the energy kind of worked kind of came in um about I don't know a couple of years ago I had to go I was struggling I'd sort of I've been an insomniac for about seven years sort of quite early menopausal perimenopausal probably surviving on about three hours sleep a night um but just getting up carrying on because you have to relying on coffee that was my crutch um getting to the point where I'd have to have an afternoon nap you know, but if I was going back to the studio to teach, I just had to go to bed and have a nap and just carrying on and carrying on. And then it got to the point where my body just said, mm -mm, you can't do this anymore. Um, putting on weight, just generally feeling really quite, you know, rubbish. And, and I got introduced to this amazing lady who's um, an acupuncturist, so the Chinese medicine, and basically started seeing her and she just said you know you're, you're depleting your kidneys you're just running on cortisol um so through acupuncture and um some supplements but maybe mostly the acupuncture she managed to start me back on the track um so that was my first introduction to sort of chinese medicine according to lockdown lockdown one <laughs> you <laughs> thought we put numbers on them um so about four, three weeks into lockdown one just feeling pretty blur you know, work had stopped, weather was amazing, everybody was at home, just not able to see anyone. And uh, I was just on Instagram one day and I came across an interview with Trini Woodall with this amazing lady called Katie Brindle. And the energy between the both of them was just totally inspiring. And I just loved the, you know, they were talking about Qigong and stuff. So I followed her and um, she, through lockdowns, just started doing daily classes. Um, on Instagram live so I thought well, I'm going to give it a go and everything and 
I just became completely hooked. It's just like every morning, I had no purpose to get up, but every morning I was up, I was online, I was doing it. I started sharing it with all my friends who were feeling the same. Um, and then just slowly my body just started to just change. You know, a lot of people were anxious and stressed and I just felt, well, you know, can't do anything about it. My body just started to feel balanced and just wanted to read just to find out why what what is you know again it's just these really simple movements but you know I would just do this 45 session and I would be having so much energy I just I don't need I didn't need the coffee I didn't need the afternoon naps didn't have that mid-afternoon slump you know I don't sugar crave uh, I did a, a sort of a 200 hours sort of instructor course which kept me very busy all of last year really uh, kind of where I am now but seeing you talk about this actually Maddie um, I mean the listeners won't be able to see you right now but your energy has actually shifted just talking about your experience and it's sort of made me feel very calm and inspired and I can see your energy but it seems it's more of a measured calm energy than what you might have you know when you get back from a run or you do a hit session you're like come on let's bring on the world and it almost in an aggressive way I get <laughs> but the energy that you give out when you talk about it it's really um magnetizing you can't look after anyone else if you don't look after yourself and I think you know I went to the doctors and I meant to talk to them because I wasn't sleeping and I felt dreadful I mean you know anxious maybe some days on the verge of being depressed, you know, and mm. I knew it was all menopausal stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, the lady that I went to see, she said, you know, until you come back when you haven't had a period for two years, which I was nearly at. Um, and she said, in the meantime, she just tapped in her computer and just weaned off a load of stuff to do with HRT. Go have a read of this. And then she sent me on my way. And I I just felt a little bit let down by that and that's when then I started thinking well okay then I need you know that's when I then discovered Claire and the, the Chinese medicine and, and I know it's horses for courses and I know we have to do what we have to do but they were like all achy sort of in the you know she just showed me this like gentle sort of movement just moving and it's just moving the energy and like my breast pain went away you know wow. so that she the introduction to it because obviously qigong is based on chinese move when we use the same meridian lines that an acupuncture would use so when they put their their needles in and stuff so um so yeah. when i've seen people do qigong which is fairly limited because i did see a few of the lives that katie brindle did last year but it was always sort of at the same time all my kids wanted breakfast so i was never i was sort of like half in it half not which kind of defeats the point but I, I saw my mum get quite into it as well. And she bought this stick that she sort of taps herself with. Um, you need to be buying the products to access Qigong like that. Um, oh, look, Maddie's got a stick out. It's the same as my mum's. <laughs> it's a bamboo stick. And the idea is that you can tap your body. Basically, we're just encouraging the blood the flow of energy to come up. So the idea is at night, when we go to sleep, the blood should go inside and it should go dormant and it should be in the body and it should be nourishing the organs and everything. Generally, if we wake up in the middle of the night, 
it's probably because there's some sort of imbalance. The blood I was at, you know, I was overrunning on cortisol and everything. So I was in that real fight or flight mood all the time. Mm. So as soon as I went into that kind of quiet little slumber, my body would go, oh, no, we've got to run away, run away. And Claire always talks about that running away from the dinosaur all the time, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I was, is it better now? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I mean, I do get the odd day still, um, but yeah, no, oh my gosh, now sleep again, which is just, and, and I know I've got so many friends that don't sleep. Um, and again, that's one of the big things that people have started to appreciate. The first thing they notice is the breath, how much more breath capacity they have. And the second thing is the sleep. You know, one of the questions sleep. Hannah had was, can this help me sleep? Because I can't sleep. So yeah. I'm really yeah, excited to it, feed that back to her. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely it can, you know, just doing it, you know, daily, you know, there's some simple things that you can just do at night, which will just bring everything down and just calm the system down. Even just, like I said, with the laying in bed and just practicing the belly breathing, it will mm. bring the energy from away from the head and it will just bring it in and quieten it. But yeah, anyway, back to the stick. <laughs> so you kind of use the stick. And it, this is brilliant for um, aches and pains, you like tight shoulders. I spoke about before, if you haven't got the stagnant blood in the body causing the aches and pains, you've pulled it out to the surface, then you're at, you know, your channels are open and therefore, you know, arthritic pain and stuff can get. Mm. Uh, no, you don't have to use one of these. You can use a gentle fist. Same thought. The only difference is with the bamboo tapper when you tap, it kind of spreads so rather than you when you use a fish you're kind of just directing into the same spot the bamboo tatter, tatter kind of does like that a little bit more plus also your arms don't ache quite so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you can get to those tough to reach places with that stick as well <laughs> I have to hide that stick from my children though when they find it at my mum's house they just start smacking each other with it <laughs> It's just, you know, at night we want everything to internalise, so we want it to calm down, we need the, you know, energy to come away from the head, so we can just sleep and everything can be nourished, and then in the morning the idea is that we wake up, so we bring that blood flow back out of those organs, and then we use the breath, the mind, the body, just to now start to circulate it around, so in the morning, very often, you know, you'll see me doing things like this so all I'm doing is encouraging that blood flow that chi to come up so also, we don't tap at night time then we don't want to tap before we go to bed you, and but you would just take it more gently I mean okay. you know you kind of just use your common sense really you know in the morning you want to wake up in the evening it can be nice to tap just to make sure that that energy is just there's no blockages from the day you know if we've been sat down it's actually quite nice to maybe just gently tap around the hips, down the legs and everything. And just, because although- you know, And also um, in quite a physical way, just touching the body. How often do we actually just say, I'm actually going to touch my body? Yeah. You don't, do we? And especially and if, you know, people have like body issues where they don't feel confident, you know, touching their tummy or their bottom or their thighs, it might, it might be a new thing. Someone might not have done that for years and years. And that's quite yeah. a nice self-care technique, isn't it? To say I'm worth it. Yeah. 
but also with the um so obviously we're working with the organs strength emotional balance to them as well so if we think about the lungs so when we're kind of tapping and stimulating our lungs we're kind of generally opening up the posture you know we can kind of if we think of sort of sadness and grief think of the posture of sadness and grief mm. we're in round-shouldered you know and that's not necessarily a grief of losing somebody it could be a grief of our former life you know that's where I was at you know I kind of lost my way a bit you know stayed at home with the kids which I feel very blessed to do but kind of wondered how on earth am I going to get myself back out there you know need to find something for me because the kids would get older and you know and and I know I kind of closed in on myself and, actually, and that will resonate with a lot of our listeners actually, you know, hmm. that feeling of when you have your children, in a way it can be the becoming of you, but it's also the absolute death of you <laughs> because you've gone from being this independent woman to suddenly now my value is based on how well I feed my kids and how tidy my house is. And I was more than that one day. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's interesting. You call that yeah. grief because I think you do go through that don't you when you have kids mm-hmm. also I think this past year we've all grieved our mm-hmm. former lives haven't we? we've had everything taken away from us you know we've not been able to see loved ones and everything um you know there's been a lot of worry and so you know you sort of think of that kind of that posture coming in so just tapping and opening up you know getting into those shoulder creases and just opening everything back up so, you know, we don't always think of an emotion being as a negative. Again, you've got to have the good to have the bad, the yin for the yang. But, you know, with the lungs, they are associated to grief and sadness and everything. So by working, you know, the specific movement exercises that you can do for the lungs, which I said, you know, they're teaching in hospitals for COVID patients. And it's all about, you know, big rotation. So you're really opening up all of the lungs, the side of the ribs and everything. And with the breath, you know, so we're just rebalancing the posture. So sort of taking it from that sort of positive, you know, negative to opening it out. Um, and, it, and so you balance that emotion too. So again, you know, like having healthy organs, we need to have balanced emotions. And I think that's probably where I'm at now. I feel very balanced, just even. It's not to say that I don't, I do get sad about things. I do worry about things, but I think I've kind of taught myself to try not to be fearful, you know, to try and, yeah. That's amazing, Maddie. (laughs) So I had this lovely saying that a friend gave me a few years ago, and it was um, to become fearless, you have to learn to fear less which has always resonated with me. I really like that. I'm all about trying to sort of embrace being scared of things at the moment. I say to my kids all the time that they say, oh, I'm nervous. I'm scared to do something. I'm like, well, that is so exciting, isn't it? Because you know that the magic's going to happen now. Because when we step outside of our comfort and try new things, then it just invigorates, it gives us, I personally get so much energy from it. That filters into every aspect of my life. And I think makes me a better mother, a better wife, a better friend. Yeah, I was saying to you before, it's a year ago, I've never sat here and done that. I'm really too scared to think about it. But actually thinking if I can help one other person who's 
had seven years, you know, or doesn't have to go through seven years of just feeling like they don't, you know, how many times do you kind of sometimes just feel like you don't exist? But mm. you do, but you're just this, you're just mum, you know, you kind of, and whether that's the expectation that you put on yourself, because if I probably, you know, if I speak mm. to my husband or my kids, they don't see that. That's me. You know? Maddie, you're going to have helped as many people as listen to this, you will have helped because it's hard not to find your energy really, really inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, Do you mind if we finish by me asking you a few questions that I ask everyone? We learned three things or experienced three really positive things that have come out of 2020. I think we things are. Um, right, so obviously the first one, Qigong, I'd be ever so grateful for lockdown. I wouldn't have found it. I wouldn't have had the time, nor would I have had the time to put to it every day because having that time to study, you know, I would have probably not been able to do it had we not been in lockdown. Um, so that's definitely number one. Uh, number two is... You know, my children, well, they're growing adults. They are 21 and 19. Um, uh, the time with them at home, I know, is short-lived now. You know, at some point, Ellen's going off to university in September. And to have had that quality family time together. You know, my husband's absolutely amazing. Um, it's been incredibly challenging for them and stuff. And, you know, their life has literally been scaled right back. Um, but, you know yeah great just to have them around more um and then three is to live in the now not always looking ahead you know I always have one of those diet even social things things that you want to do but you know you just rammed with stuff mm. there was no time to just sit and breathe and just always feeling like you had to be doing things I think for me that's key um you know, I recorded this on Tuesday, the 23rd of February. So yesterday we've just found out that from the 21st of June, we're free. And I'm already looking at my diary and I'm like, how is this? It's not, it's even been 24 hours. And I'm like, where's, where have my weekends gone? Because everyone's like, do you know what, actually, we're just going to have a few weekends where we don't have plans because it's important. Mm. I think, you know, I, I think that will be the challenge because obviously we're all going to be really excited because we can do things again. Um, but just to try and sort of, I don't know, keep keep control of it a little bit because mm. um, balance again, isn't it? It's all about balance. It is. So, Maddie, what's next for you? What's next? In Pilates, I mean, at some point we'll be back in the studio. So obviously we'll be back teaching there, which I love. You know, I love the team that I work within and the clients and everything. And then just continuing with the Qigong and that I'm unsure about. I'm being led. I think it is a gift and I just want to share it. So, you know, I have a Facebook page and we are offering like free lockdown Qigong for people to try at the moment. And it's the fetch called because I'm getting on it straight away. <laughs> So it's balanced by chi and chi is qi and it's group so there's we've got just a normal business page which obviously anyone can view and then balanced by chi group 
and you just need to send a request just to join the group and then we'll let you in and then so everything that we're doing on there is via Facebook Live. Um, so you can either join in with a live class or they all get recorded, they get put on. So I have a core sort of following that get up at 7.20 in the morning and do it with me. And then I have numbers of people that do it during the day. You know, some people even do it in the evening. That's the beauty of it. And how and long are the classes? So half an hour. Okay, cool. Mm. I'm yeah. so excited to start integrating this. I think I really need it. A lot of what you've said has really resonated with me about sort of feeling stiff. I teach a lot of classes throughout the day and I think I could do with some yin to my yang. <laughs> yeah, cool. I can't thank you enough for coming on here and being brave enough as well and giving um, our little podcast a chance. Thank you so, so much. Wow. Right, thank you. I'm just, you know, I'm passionate about it. And, you know, if I can help someone, you know, just feel a little bit more balanced. It was amazing hearing Maddie share her story. She's so passionate and her energy is quite infectious. It's only scratched the surface and I really want to hear and learn more. So we didn't get our answers about Crystal Healing and Spencer Pratt, but watch this space because I think later on in this series, we're going to have an episode where we dive a little deeper into Crystal Healing and its benefits. Thanks for listening today. Please do subscribe and leave a review.